in our worship service, we have the, uh, the joy and the blessing to uh, witness uh, the lives of uh, seven people who have come to a place in their lives where they've understood uh, the gracious call of God in their lives to uh, put their trust in him. Uh, to be their forgiver and to be their new master of life. And so um, as, we, um, as we do this, uh, baptism is for those who've never been baptized before. Uh, confirmation is for those who uh, were baptized as infants and have now come to a place in their journey of faith where they can take that faith for their own and say, I believe in the truths of the gospel that my parents believed when I was presented for baptism at infancy. And so as we uh, go through this time of uh, baptism and confirmation, uh, we're going to hear first from four of our people who will be sharing uh, their journey of faith and how they got to this point in their lives and how the Lord Jesus, through his spirit, awakened them to see his love for them. Uh, Chelsea Han is going to be first. She is a junior at the First Academy. And then we're going to hear from uh, Claire Chong, who is a junior at Olympia High School. Then we'll hear from Peter Han, who's a junior at West Orange. And then lastly, we'll hear from Jay uh, Chu, who is a uh, working, uh, working young adult. So we'll hear from them. And after that, um, there are three others who will be sharing in the weeks to come. Timothy A., and Betty Brown, and Christy Whipple on. Uh, we'll invite all of them to come forward to take their vows of confirmation and baptism. Uh, and then we'll uh, have those who are confirmed seat, be seated, and then we'll have a baptism after that. Okay, so uh, first, um, yeah, you guys know this. Uh, public speaking for many people is the greatest fear uh, fear greater, number one on the list of most charts, uh, above death, right? So I think it was uh, Jerry Seinfeld who said that people at a funeral would rather be in the casket than given the eulogy. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, uh, especially for those who are not you know, familiar in this context. So uh, as each one comes up, can we give them a round of applause just to, and keep on clapping until they start? Chelsea Hahn. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Chelsea, and I am a junior in high school at the First Academy. Um, so this is my testimony. Uh, for as long as I can remember, I've been attending uh, this church for service each Sunday. Uh, growing up, I went to our children's uh, ministry, Kingdom Keepers, and was able to learn the basics of the Bible through Mr. Chang's messages and Sunday school. Uh, I was also able to build Relationships with many of the people, like those in my class, uh, whom I consider my closest and dearest friends. Um, I was born into a loving uh, Christian family. I grew up as an only child, and since both my parents uh, worked full-time to support our family, um, someone else needed to take care of me while they were at work. So my great-aunt, uh, who was retired and recently widowed, but also a strong believer, gladly helped to take care of me and raise me. Uh, she loved me as her own um, and grew to be a second mother to me. I had a comfortable childhood filled with uh, much love from my family um, and at church. Um, life took a drastic turn when I was around 10 years old and my great aunt was diagnosed uh, with pancreatic cancer and was given a prognosis of nine months. As a 10-year-old, I remember feeling uh, very devastated and heartbroken. Initially, I was hopeful about the situation Based off of my knowledge about prayer um, and God at the time, I thought that if I prayed enough, 
the cancer would have to inevitably go away. Uh, my great aunt began to outlive her prognosis of nine months. It was during that time, this time, that I also began attending Harvest as a middle schooler and was enjoying being a part of youth ministry. Um, gradually, though, her condition began to worsen, and she was no longer able to look after me. As I painfully watched her degrade each day, uh, I began to get angry and bitter at God. I, wonder, I wondered how God, a God who claimed to be good could allow this to happen. Since she could no lo- uh, longer do the things with me like she used to do, I began having a lot of time to myself. Not only did I begin to feel hopeless, uh, but I began to feel alone in that hopelessness. Uh, I rejected God, and a growing emptiness began to emerge. I figured in order to fill that emptiness, I had to make people like me so that I would always be surrounded by people and never be lonely. Um, Everything I did and said uh, began to be so that others would want to spend time with me. Um, Whatever I needed to say or do to be accepted, I did. Whether it was being the best student to feel accepted by my parents or trying to be funny or nice to be accepted by my friends, almost everything revolved around not feeling lonely. But in the inevitable moments when I was by myself, I couldn't help but feel even emptier and lonelier than I did before. Uh, Because of that, I began to feel like I wasn't good enough, smart enough, funny enough, or nice enough. I felt hopeless and helpless um, even more as my great-aunt's condition continued to worsen, and I I could do nothing about it. Um, To me, my great-aunt was everything. When no one else could be there for me, she had always been there. As I was forced to face the reality of death, I was forced to question the purpose of life. I concluded that life had no meaning because no matter what we do in life, at the end of it, um, we will all die and will eventually be forgotten. I began to feel depressed and even more lonely. Um, I could, it began to get hard to get up in the mornings because I didn't see uh, the purpose in life. Towards the end of 2011, um, I was in seventh grade. I went to our youth winter retreat, um, and it was there that God changed uh, my life for eternity. The speaker spoke about God's unconditional pursuing and relentless love for me in spite of my brokenness, my pride, and my sin. He loved me so much that he sent his only son to live, die, and rise again so that he could call me daughter. In my failure to fill the emptiness in my heart, he showed me that he is enough for me. He showed me that I didn't have to earn the acceptance of others because I am already loved and accepted through the finished work of the cross. He revealed to me that he is sovereign and faithful through every season and that I could trust in his will for me and for my great aunt. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. At this retreat, I remember feeling this peace that indeed transcended all understanding as I put my trust in Jesus to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Rather than trying to be my own Lord and Savior, I found purpose and life in the gospel and in knowing that I live for something that goes beyond myself and counts for eternity. Three months after that retreat in March of 2012, uh, my great-aunt passed away. Even then, I felt that same peace that I felt at that retreat, especially in seeing the hope and assurance she had in Christ in the months before her death. I remember being able to sing How Great Thou Art at her funeral and knowing that, although it was painful knowing that she wouldn't see me graduate high school, go off to college, or see me get married. Because of the cross, um, she's in heaven not only without pain or cancer, but in the presence of our beautiful Savior. Um, 
Through my great aunt's life and death, I was able to see the beauty of the gospel and of God's sovereignty and goodness in every situation and season of life. Tim Keller says, you don't realize Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. As my great aunt, who was everything to me, was taken away, he graciously showed me that he is all I really need in this life. Through God working through Harvest and so many sisters and brothers who have poured into my life, I've been able to grow in the truth that when everything is fleeting and not enough, that he is indeed enough. And I've been able to continually see how great his love is for me and those around me. I'm happy to say that purely because of grace, I live, although imperfectly, to bring glory to his name and to share his love that has radically changed my life. Um, please pray for me that I would continue to grow in my love for God as I see the great love he has lavished on me through his son, Jesus. Hi, my name is Claire Chong, and I'm a junior at Olympia High School. Having grown up in the church, I've always been familiar with who God is and had a basic understanding of what he has done. But as a little kid, it all really didn't mean anything to me. I conjured up this idea that going to church was a time when I could sing and dance along to songs and play on the playground with my friends. A personal relationship God, however, was close to non-existent. Christianity was nothing more than knowing Bible stories and that had no meaning to me. When I came into Harvest as a sixth grader, I began to see God in a new and different light and started thinking things that I've never thought before. I started to understand who God is and what his dying on the cross really means for me. It was and still is amazing to me how he could continue to love and forgive a shameful sinner like me. I felt comfort in knowing that I have a God who I could call mine and who also calls me his. During the last night of my first retreat in seventh grade, an invitation was given for anyone who wanted to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior to come to the front. I've always been the type to stay in my comfort zone. Life was so much easier there, and that's where I wanted to stay. But I began to realize that if I wanted to see God doing things in my life, I would have to be brave and do something that would be uncomfortable for me. That night, I took a step and accepted Jesus as my Savior. That was the first step to having a real and intimate relationship with God. Soon after having accepted Christ into my life, I started to see a difference in my attitude. Coming to church felt less like a chore, and I found myself wanting to come. I yearned for the word every Sunday, and going to church soon became the highlight of my week. This lasted until I entered high school. My priorities then changed from God being first to God being replaced with the things of the world. God became my third or fourth priority behind things like friends, popularity, and grades. Church started to feel like a chore again as I kept thinking I could be hanging out with my friends right now. Having grown up with strict standards, I always knew what was right and what was wrong, but I found myself thinking, why can't I just live like everyone else at school? Instead of spending my weekends at church, why can't I be hanging out with my friends? I started to put school before God. I replaced time with God in his word and prayer with studying because I valued my grades and future more than my relationship with God. I felt more comfort trying to guarantee a successful future by studying rather than trusting God with my future. I realized what kind of sin I was living in during the middle of sophomore year. I saw the damage that sin was doing to my life. I realized that if I didn't want to continue living this way, I would need to make changes to the way I thought about the things that I cared about. I needed to make adjustments to make God my number one. 
This led to me ridding my life of people that hindered me from going closer to God. After taking away the negative influences in my life, God brought new people into my life who have been keeping me accountable and encouraging me to go deeper in my relationship with God. After doing this, the joy found in Christ was restored and my reason for living was renewed. I saw the ways that God had been faithful to me and how he had continued to pour his grace over my life. I am forever grateful for all that he's done. I want to live in a way that glorifies the Lord and instead of being ashamed, I want to live in a way that glorifies the Lord and instead of being ashamed, I want to live urgently and boldly so that others may be able to see Christ through me and the way that I live out my life, my faith. As I commit my life to Jesus Christ anew, I'm excited and anticipating what is to come and what he has in store for my life. Please continue to pray for me as I go through this journey and that I would stay faithful to him and true to him until the end. Thank you. Hi, my name is Peter Hahn, and this is a testimony about how God has guided me and blessed me throughout my life. It all starts out on February 11, 1999 in Gainesville. I was born to the best family anyone could ask for. I had wonderful parents who loved me as much as my brother loves the Seahawks. But as a kid, I wasn't exposed to Christian faith because my parents weren't Christians. Thankfully, a few years after I was born, we started to attend a church in Tampa where I learned Bible stories and did memory verses and sing worship songs. Life was great because school was easy, and my only responsibilities was to do things like brush my teeth, make sure I hang up the towel after I'm done using it, things like that. And growing up, my family moved around a bit until we settled in Orlando. I think God did this to lead us to an old aluminum building, which at the time was our church. At this time, my faith was a Sunday school faith where I only believed in Jesus because we were taught to, but even so, it was a foundation upon which my faith could mature. Going through from elementary school to middle school brought a dose of reality. It was during this time that my relationship with God became personal. I truly felt in a, God in a personal way at my first youth summer retreat. About two years before this, I got a hamster who I named Smokey. I emotionally connected with Smokey, so when I woke up one morning a few months before the retreat, seeing Smokey's lifeless body in the corner of the cage, I broke down into tears. Seems funny now that I look back to it, but going to the retreat, having our former youth pastor, Powell, pray for me, brought healing to my little middle school heart. After I retreat, I found a renewed sense of energy for life. Although I hadn't accepted Jesus as my savior just quite yet, grew a step closer. That would come halfway through my middle school years. After seeing my good old pops get baptized, that was when I saw a glimpse of how loving and God awesome God was. It was then that I finally got the gospel. I saw how God's love was so powerfully shown on the cross as Jesus took everything I had done wrong and took the wrath of the Father, which I deserved, and became the ultimate sacrifice so that I might be loved again. After that day, I wanted to live my life for Christ, but I found that this was a lot harder than I expected. Many times I felt embarrassed to live my life out as a true Christian. I wanted people to like me and want and I wanted to be cool. I wanted to live my, my faith, but I was too afraid. I mean, if I could tell people that I'm in band, which is kind of lame, then telling people about Jesus should be a lot easier, if I never did. Instead, I liked, I liked as a typical high schooler, um, going to church, going to marching band practice, and going to school. Life was a lot busier, but also a lot more exciting than middle school. 
I actually liked going to school, meeting up with my friends. I would say life was almost good, except for the fact that I grew distant from church, which was pretty ironic, being that I attended church every Sunday. Freshman year flew by, but but sophomore year was an important year for me. It was a year I started studying for SATs. Hearing the letters S, A, and T together made me cringe. Studying for SATs prevented me from doing things like missions or joining praise team and etc. But felt like everyone else was was going places while I was stuck mindlessly sitting at my desk. Felt a bitterness, especially towards my mom, because she kept me she kept pushing me, so I would take out my anger on her. While I grew distant from God, I never abandoned my faith. I couldn't control my anger, though I had no right to take it out on my mom. What brought me out of that place was none other than Jesus. He gave me a new set of lenses to see how much blessing he's put into my life. I saw my loving mom's heart and how all she wanted to do was help me and guide me. Without her, I wouldn't be here to be baptized. I know that God has intricately and perfectly placed everything in my life to ultimately glorify his name. Um, lastly, I want to give a few shout-outs to people who've helped me on my journey, such as Kenny, who cared for me and loved me like a younger brother, John Lee, who's taught me about my faith so that I can stand firm in it, my Sunday school friends and West Orange brothers, the yeas and the ums, for supporting me, my brother for showing me patience that after having to deal with me for about 14 years of pain. My dad, who's shown me Christ's love every day. My mom, who's always been there for me every moment of my 16 years. And above all, Jesus, who made everything possible through his love shown on Calvary 2,000 years ago. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jay. Um, oh. You want me to hold the mic or speak into? All right, got it. All right. Uh, starting at an early age, I grew up with uh, Christian influences in my life. Since my mother enrolled me into a Presbyterian preschool, and I attended church up into middle school, uh, I received the uh, word of God for most of my childhood. As a young middle school student, I never really walked the spiritual path, focusing instead on fulfilling. Uh, like social wants and needs. Being young and open to many influences, I started to wander and lose my way going into high school and college. Uh, times became tough spiritually in my teen years. I took a path that led me to believe that things like sports or other social needs were all that I wanted in life. But after fulfilling those needs, I was still left with a compelling lack of satisfaction, which was followed by a feeling of emptiness and loneliness. Uh, I sought to fulfill that emptiness, but never could do it, driving deeper into the abyss, becoming totally lost on the way. Life then became all about masking that loneliness and hiding my absence of direction. For many years after that, I set out to fill my emptiness by working long hours and attending schools uh, the rest of the time. I alienated my friends and left sinful habits behind, thinking these new things would satisfy me. However, the negative feelings not only lingered, but they began to encompass my whole life, leading me to feel completely lost. 
through an old friend. I came back to church a few years ago. I had a feeling that I was in the right place, but my heart was cold and uninviting to the Lord. I eventually turned to that one person who was always there by my side through life, uh, my mother. Uh, my mother has been a Christian for as long as I have known and has tried to lead me in the right path toward God. As an only child, she, always give, uh, she has always given me the undying love and commitment to help me find my way. Uh, my stubbornness and negative influences in my life had ultimately led me away from her guidance. Last year, I finally stopped working weekends so I could attend church with her on Sunday. Arriving at church, being greeted uh, by unknown faces gave me a sense of warmth inside that I have not felt for a long time. I also felt comfort during a sermon where the struggles that were mentioned were eerily similar to the ones I faced in my life. After attending a few more services and receiving the word of God, I believe my spiritual turning point came during uh, my first house church meeting. The first time I attended a house church, I didn't know what to expect. I was, it was during the time of sharing, life sharing that I finally began to open my heart up to God. As house church members share their experiences, difficulties, struggles, and even losses in their lives, I reflected upon my life and realized that there were others that faced the same struggles I did. But the only thing they had that I did not was the feeling of spiritual fulfillment and direction in life. Uh, going home from the first house church, I concluded that the one thing missing in my life, the one thing that I did not, the one thing I did not have was a relationship with God. That night, I went home hugged my mother, and accepted Jesus into my uh, heart as my Lord and Savior. The days after, I finally understood and felt and finally experienced what it meant to live life of satisfaction. Opening my heart and accepting our Savior, Jesus Christ, has removed the feeling of loneliness and emptiness inside. The feeling of misdirection disappeared altogether, and now, because of God's grace, I testify that I was a lamb that was once lost, but who is now is found. Thank you. Uh